Welcome to Kansas City Cup. Wait, that's your intro, right? Let me take it from here. Fair enough. Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I could not be more excited for this week's Thanksgiving special episode. I have a very special guest with me here today that was the most requested guest to be on the podcast, none other than my boyfriend, Dan Cohen, who is here with me today. Hello at KC by Sari. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. You have launched this out of nothing and you've gotten a lot of really great traction and I've annoyed you ad nauseum to be the guest on your podcast and now we're finally doing it for Thanksgiving. So thank you for finally allowing me to be on. It's great to great to be the contributor this week. Well, not only were you annoying me about it, but I had dozens of people that wanted you on the podcast as well. So I'm... Anonymous people, I'm so thankful that you bugged her enough to have me on K- uh, Kansas City Confidential. So it's great to be here. What do you want to talk about? You have heard the episodes I have done as you are a wonderful boyfriend and loyal listener. You sort of know how, how this starts. So for those who don't know you and aren't familiar with you personally, you are not from Kansas City. I'm not, no. So I would love to hear just your journey to Kansas City and sort of your first impressions when you got here. It's so interesting that people ask me that because I got here a month after the pandemic began in earnest. Uh, I got here April of 2020, a month after the world shut down. And I had been living in Illinois at the time. And I got here and there really wasn't a first impression because there wasn't anything going on. And I only knew what Kansas City was growing up in the Philadelphia area. They had barbecue and they had the Kansas City Chiefs. And I grew up a Philadelphia Eagles fan when Andy Reid was the head coach. And then when I saw he came to Kansas City, I was like, oh, I'm going to keep my eye on him because he was wonderful as the Eagles head coach. And he came to KC, and so I always had an eye on him from afar. And then I moved here, and my family jokingly told me that I followed him here. It was right after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, so he was top of mind for a lot of people in Philadelphia. But my first impression of Kansas City, as I lived here and worked here, it really latched on. It's a great Midwestern city. I like to describe it, and I have described it in previous podcast interviews, that it's a confident Midwestern city that has a chip on its shoulder. It lives in the shadow of St. Louis, which is a much bigger city. You know, isn't that far from Chicago, which is the sprawling Midwestern city that everyone knows it to be, but Kansas City's got this confidence to it. People know what they are, they know who they are, they love that they're from here, and they love telling you that they're from here too. And I love that the city has different neighborhoods to it, and I like describing it as a quilt, and it's all tied together, because each neighborhood in each part of the city has its own personality, it has its own character to it, and I just love it. I've, I've been here for two and a half years, and I don't see myself going anywhere for a long time. I really, really love this city a lot. I know you like focusing on small businesses too. And that's something that drew me to Kansas City as well. And you do so many different types of businesses. But it's really neat seeing these entrepreneurs launching their vision and people latching onto it. And hearing you talk to them is really fun every week. 
one thing I am super thankful for with you and in this relationship and having you in Kansas City, I tell people often is you are just as adventurous as I am when it comes to trying new things, Mm -hmm. going to new places, trying different types of cuisines. So you've been an extra component of the exploration of Kansas City and For people who follow either of us on Instagram know that we often like to post about our bucket list items that we're checking off. And And it's not just food. Right. It's experiences in Kansas City and Mm -hmm. things that we we do together. So it's been an extra fun experience getting to do those things together as a couple and seeing our version of Kansas City and expanding on what we what we love about this city. And it's fun combining someone who's not from here with someone who is from here. You grew up here, you went to high school here, you went to college at KU, you came back here. You are born and bred, and I am not. I'm a transplant. So it's cool to kind of combine our upbringings together, but we're still trying new things at the same time. And there are a lot of instances where you go somewhere that I've been before, you know, you go somewhere, and vice versa, and it's cool, like, sharing. And it's not just food. It's, like, seeing different places and going to different farmer's markets and all of that. So it's fun to kind of see the city through your perspective and my perspective and kind of trading those notes at the same time. It is funny when we compare notes of places that either of us have been, because I think obviously the assumption being, as you mentioned, as and people know I'm from here, one would assume I have been to everywhere you have been. However, you lived downtown when you moved here, which is is an area that I have not explored Mm -hmm. as much as others in Kansas City. So there were many businesses and restaurants that you had been to just living down there and you know, the beginning of your time in Kansas City during the pandemic that you Mm -hmm. explored prior to myself ever even knowing about them. And it kind of took you you and I exploring downtown together for me to know those places. Number one that comes to mind is Milwaukee Delicatessen. Oh my God, (laughs) that pizza just blew our minds together. And it's so funny that we ended up there together after I left downtown, because you and I are in Waldo now, just little places like that. It's not just Milwaukee Deli, you know, just kind of rattling places off my head. John's Big Deck and everywhere in the river market, those tiny little spots that we like to go to, um, walking along the river, walking to the crossroads, walking in the western part of the city, the stockyards, the West Bottoms. You know, I hadn't been there a lot living downtown, but you know, Once we started dating, you kind of grabbed me and took me that way. And there's some lovely little spots, you know, in that part of of the neighborhood before you end up in Kansas. But, you know, we like to tell people that our restaurant list is about 30 plus items deep in our phones. And whenever we knock one off, we inevitably add two more. It's the never ending list that we keep track of everything. It's the never-ending list, but I also think that's what makes living here right now so exciting that it's not like, well, shoot, we've, we've made it through the list and, and we did it. We've accomplished it all. We're constantly right. finding new places that are, are mm-hmm. popping up through various resources. You know, you'll find things posted on Instagram. I'll find things posted on Instagram or yeah. through uh, different publications. So we're always getting to add to the list, which again is... I think just showing that Kansas City is continuing to grow, as I've mentioned 
many times on this podcast with various guests. But, Weekly, you mentioned um, it. It is very cool to be here in this city right now mm-hmm. when it's constantly improving and getting better and it's just there are so many things coming up the nfl draft is here next spring the world cup is here in 2026 the kansas city current's new stadium is going to open in between both of those things and literally hot off the press the royals announced that they are exploring a new downtown location for their ballpark and the streetcar is expanding we've got a new airport terminal coming here it is a great time to live here. And national publications are recognizing that too. The Daily Beast just came out with an article a few weeks ago. This new Midwestern city is growing and you better jump on if you want to get there. And just seeing all these businesses coming here, you know, the new Panasonic plant coming to DeSoto, which granted is in, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes from downtown, but people are going to move here and people are going to live and work here and they're going to find out how great it is. And I always talk to my friends and family who come to visit when they leave, they're like, Yeah, we get it now. We get why you love it here, even if they're here for a couple of days. So there's a gravitational pull to being in Kansas City, and you need to be here to experience it uh, firsthand. And also just one other thing, not to get too serious, but we have seen a lot of small businesses close in the last two and a half years since COVID started. And that's why we need to toot the horn and support small businesses and local entrepreneurs because we're their lifeblood and we're the reason they keep their doors open. So buy local, shop local, eat local, local everything. We can't hammer it home enough because we have seen far too many businesses and great ideas fall by the wayside because they can't keep up economically. So I just wanted to add that quick aside. Well, speaking of eating local, we thought it would be fun for this episode and for listeners to share with them our top five favorite restaurants in Kansas City. This is a question you and I get asked all the time. Always. The list is ever-changing. Every time we try a new restaurant, something on our list changes. Of course, we have you know a few that we tend to always go back to, but we thought it would be just a fun idea to share with listeners what our favorite restaurants are. So do you want to start us off and share with us your number five favorite restaurant in Kansas City? We're going to go to Mission Hills for this one. And you had been telling me about this place for a long time, and then we finally went and we have been back a few times since, Paro Sestiatorio in Mission Farms. It is one of the best restaurants in the city. All Greek, upscale Greek, but their lamb is to die for. Their Saganaki appetizer that they bring out on fire, literally on fire, is outstanding. You can eat there with any type of approach. If you're a fish person, they have it. If you're a chicken person, they've got it. If you're a meat eater, they have it. And if you're a vegetable person... You can have an entire vegetarian meal there and still have a delicious experience. The atmosphere is wonderful. Um, The service is great. It's a smaller spot, but you feel comfortable in there. It is a comfy, cozy space. They have a wonderful patio in the summer. God, I think about their lamb skewers and their lamb shoulder all the time. They do an outstanding job over there. So that's my number five spot. That's funny you should say that Paros is your number five because it is my five as well. And one thing I want to add onto everything that you said is 
you and I have been for date night, just the two of us. We've mm-hmm. also gone with a couple of friends. We've gone with a group of friends. It has, as you said, you can kind of make it whatever you want. Yep. And it's been, yeah, one of our favorites. And we tell people about it all the time. I uh, want to reiterate, it is upscale Greek food. We recently talked to a couple that told us they thought they were going and would be getting a similar experience to Mr. Euros. Which so is also great. We love Mr. Euros, but... And it, Tassos. There's a lot of great Greek food in Kansas City, but this is a different experience that you're looking for. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, we absolutely love Paros. I love the um, moussakas on the, mm-hmm. on the menu. It, I constantly go for that. So, yeah, I love everything that they're that they're doing over there. Yeah, they, they've got a good thing going over there. My number four is the restaurant at 1900, which is right off of uh, Shawnee Mission Parkway, uh, right near the Pembroke School. It's kind of in an office building. I drove by there all the time in my first two and a half years here, and I completely missed it. So, But their variety and their menu just knocked my hair back. It was an incredible eating experience, so many wonderful flavors, so many great options. Their wine list was excellent. You can tell when you walk in there that they know what they're doing. They know they do it well, and they're going to win you over the second they put a point in front of you. They are excellent. I can't even remember what we got the last time we ate there, but everything we got was phenomenal. Restaurant in 1900 is exceptional. That's my number four. My my number four is Wild Rose, which uh, if anyone has listened to the podcast knows that I had the lovely Brian uh, from Wild Rose on here to talk all about it. But for those who are unfamiliar, Wild Rose is the new dinner concept uh, within the classic cookie here mm-hmm. in Waldo. And you and I have been, I have also gone back with um, some friends and I absolutely love it. One of my favorite things they do and some thing I look for in restaurants is they are farm to table mm-hmm. and they are constantly changing their menu each time I have been the menu is completely different give yeah. or take a few a few staple items but to me that's what keeps a restaurant exciting because one you know the food is always fresh because they're getting it from local vendors and two you want to keep going back so you can see to see the innovation that they are doing with the ingredients and what they're putting together and I just absolutely love everything that I that I have had there and one thing that I think you and I talk about all the time is the bread basket with different butters which yes. I know might sound rather bland to people but these butters not these are unbelievable. Uh, The last time I went, there was a strawberry butter. When you and I went, the miso butter. Yes. Uh, It is really good. I highly recommend it. But yeah, Wild Rose, I think what Brian and his team are doing over there is, is absolutely fantastic. Says a lot about a new place that had entered your top five. And the meal that I had there with you was outstanding. So Uh, Good on them for having a new concept and taking off, and it's always busy when we walk or drive by there on Friday or Saturday night. So they've taken off and they're doing quite well. My number three is a Kansas City institution. It has been for more than 25 years in the river market. Le Fou Frog is one of the best dining experiences I've had anywhere. This city, any city, period. 
Um, Barbara and Mono, the couple that run the restaurant, they've been here for a long time. Mono, originally from France. Just the attention to detail in that place is really special. Low lighting, it's a very authentic environment. It, Edith Piaf is playing over the loudspeaker the whole time. Um, their wine list is second to none. It's outstanding. Their menu is authentic French. You're gonna get foie gras. You're going to get escargot. You are going to get all of the essentials, but that steak that I have every time I go, it's the best cut of meat in the city, hands down. It is just, everything about that place is just phenomenal. Um, and they've been doing it for a long time. And the fact that they're still going through the pandemic and they haven't changed a bit, they are true to themselves. And I just adore the daylights out of that restaurant. We've been there for date night. We've been there for dessert. Parents want to go there every time they visit. But that place is really, really special. And people who are from here know it. And people who come visit and go keep talking about it. So hats off to Barbara and Mono and the team at LeFou Frog. Keep doing what you're doing because people keep coming back and it's going to be here for a really long time. So that's my number three. That is a restaurant, as we mentioned earlier, I had never heard of until you told me about it. You had actually been there before me. And I think yep. that is one of our first dates early on in our relationship yep. was, was LeFou Frog. And I had a fantastic espresso martini. But yeah, I, I love LeFou Frog. And every time we talk to people who know about it, they always are sighing with, oh my gosh, I love this place. Yes, this, you know. It's an if you know, you know restaurant. And mm -hmm. people who are from here, they're like anniversaries, birthdays, special occasions. That's where they go. It is pricey, so just a heads up, it is a special occasion type place, but you are not going to be disappointed when you go there. And also, honorable mention to a lot of the other great French restaurants in Kansas City. Uh, Cafe Provence, outstanding. Sava, excellent. We have amazing French food in Kansas City, but Le Fou Frog is my number three. So, that's our French detour. My number three, you already mentioned, is Restaurant 1900. Uh, this restaurant, I'm very close to the uh, owners of the restaurant, but unbiased. I love everything that they're doing. I love that they expanded the outside patio during COVID. And I just love the ambiance. You know, I feel like over the last few years people especially foodies and with Instagram and all of that really talk about ambiance the ambiance of restaurant 1900 I just it's sleek it's modern I love just the whole setup I love the decor and of course I love the food I love the desserts I've gotten some great drinks there some great wine every meal I have had there is amazing. The lobster Pop-Tart, when that is on the menu, is mm. hands down one of my favorite appetizers I've ever had in the city. It is not always on the menu, but when, when it is, I get very excited because that is my one of my go-to starters, but I love hearing what their seasonal specials are. I love hearing the new items on the menu. I just, yeah. every time I leave, very full and very satisfied. Good choice. And and just a quick aside before we get to our top two, just full disclosure, since people like to get into arguments about lists, these are just our top five. And we're not trying to, you know, smack down all of the other phenomenal restaurants in this city. These are just our top five. And I think what's interesting is you'd probably get, if you polled a hundred different people, you'd probably get a hundred different top five rankings. 
there might be some similarities, but I feel like everyone's palettes are different and there are so many great options in this city. You'd get a hundred different versions of what we're doing right now. So just wanted to throw that out there. My number two, Corvino Supper Club. Uh, I think about that burger more times than I'd like to admit. Their seaweed donuts are so new and different and amazing. The Chinese broccoli appetizer, phenomenal. Their menu changes a lot. And the atmosphere is incredible. Low lighting, live music when you go sometimes. The service is always excellent. Their bar is great. They have great drinks. But there's just something special about that small plate menu. And I had people telling me about that place before I went there. And I hadn't even set foot inside. And when my brother was in town recently, we took him and his husband there. And they walked out of there and they were like, that was easily one of the best meals we've ever had. And they have two completely different, you know, tastes and palates than we do. But what's great about that menu is you're able to get something for everybody there. And everyone was pleased. Everyone had something delicious. But man, that burger and those seaweed donuts, I could go for some right about now. So Corvino Supper Club is my number two. And uh, I hope they're there for a long time because... They do an awesome job over there. So, And it was a great place to take out-of-towners, especially out-of-towners who at the time were living in New York and D.C. So they have a very elevated they do. palette. High and, expectations. Yes, and Corvino, I think, was a great place to take them as yep. out-of-towners who were coming to explore. Yeah. Kansas City, and uh, as you mentioned, there was something for everybody, everyone on on that menu and yeah we, we love Corvino yep how about you what's your silver silver medal in this uh, undertaking my number two is clay and fire also okay. a fairly new restaurant I have been I think three times now and can confidently say I think I have had every single thing on the menu except for the olives which is one of maybe five foods I don't eat. Every time I have been somewhere, I have been with a group of friends, one-on-one -on -one with friends, and just, you know, everyone orders differently, yeah. but it is a great place to go if you go with someone who has similar taste to share things. It is a menu that is set up to... Be family style. Be family style, you want to try everything on the menu, so I also recommend coming very hungry. Do not eat lunch if if you go. I just no, they're awesome. I love the style food. I in the general sense, it's Mediterranean. I think when you sit down, the waitstaff will tell you it's focused on Turkish food. Mm. If I'm okay, if I'm correct on that, I'm. I would probably say it's a combo platter of Eastern European, Mediterranean, Middle Eastern. Yeah. I think it's a combination of that whole part of the world. Yes. And they're great. And it's in such a unique neighborhood. It's in a great space. It's like in a little townhouse. It's like a tiny little spot. Yes. So a lot of people don't know that house that Clay and Fire is located in. Uh, again, from my understanding, if I am wrong, someone can shoot me an email and tell me that kitchen is used as a tester kitchen. It's to, it's to test restaurant concepts on the market. So I have actually been to that home when uh, Fox and Pearl was there and Novel was there. Wow. Before they were able to go and start a brick and mortar, a brick and mortar in a different location. Wow. So, 
Uh, I didn't I know that. hope that as much as I love that location, it is very tight. As someone who is not that tall, I stand at 5'7". I have hit my head on the stairs going yeah. down to leave every single time. Yeah. So if you are tall, just make sure you duck. Yeah. Uh, so it is a bit of a tight squeeze. squeeze and it's... You know, these tables are a bit smaller, but I really hope that they continue to have amazing success. I would love to see them become a staple restaurant in Kansas City for people for people to try. Because I think the food there is just absolutely fabulous. Yeah, they've done so. an awesome job over there. And I didn't know that about Fox and Pearl. And that's funny because Fox and Pearl is not that far from that location. It's like right down the hill, you know, where they are now. Also, another amazing restaurant fox and pearl um it's time for our number ones now right it is time for our number one and i think we're in agreement it's funny we had the same first and fifth spot so this can be a back and forth about our number one um the antler room is yours and mine our favorite restaurant in kansas city mm -hmm. easily I don't think we spent too much time thinking about this one. No, I think Antler Room consistently pops up as like a number one or number two, regardless of how much our top five changes, which as we said, it changes all the time, all the time. Antler Room is consistently in the top two spots yeah. in my mind. I love, again, another restaurant that constantly changes their menu. And when I say constant, I mean every few weeks, monthly, probably mm -hmm. at most. Yeah, you can't keep um, up with them at all. They just do the most fabulous things with food. And something that you and I talk about so often being foodies and we watch cooking shows together and baking shows. We both like to cook. We like to cook together. Yeah. Is food is amazing. Not in the sense of it nourishes your body, which it does, but what people can do with food. I think you and I are in agreement. It like amazes us. And yeah. I love to see what someone takes, you know, an ingredient as a carrot and the hundred different ways that they can prepare a carrot within a dish and yeah. pair with different flavors. And I think antler room, you know, to some people, I think you would read the menu and it, it can be a little funky for people who are not yeah. super adventurous, but at the same time, every single thing on that menu, no matter what it is, is filled with flavor and is unique and different and is not something that I think you can really get anywhere else in Kansas City. I think you hit on something that you and I both appreciate about food that the Antler Room does exceptionally well. There is a craftsmanship involved in what they do there. And there's a, I mean, that's why we love cooking shows. That's why we love uh, Somebody Feed Phil and The Great British Bake Off and The Bear on Hulu and Parts Unknown with Anthony Bourdain. They celebrate the craftsmanship of all of those chefs and bakers. And there is a craftsmanship at the Antler Room. Everything is delicately done. Everything is beautifully executed. And it all tastes amazing. And the first time we had those soup dumplings at the Antler Room, I looked at you and I was like, are you honestly telling me that these aren't on the menu all the time? How is that possible? It's one of the most amazing things I've eaten anywhere. But we've gone back there when they're not on the menu and we still have an incredible experience every time we go there. So I, I'll say this about a lot of the chefs and food folks here in Kansas City. You can tell there is serious craftsmanship and attention to detail everywhere you go. That's something to be celebrated. This is a great food community and a great food town and everyone lifts each other up. 
And we've talked to the folks at the Antler Room and elsewhere that like they love going out and supporting other restaurants and uh, trying other restaurants and lifting each other up. But just the craftsmanship and uh, attention to detail at the Antler Room, I think, is second to none. And if you really want to have a unique food experience for people listening to this, that's where you're going to go. I am always amazed at how many people I will tell about the Antler Room who tell me they have never heard of it. Yeah. And I think... It's hidden a little bit. It is a little hidden. It's very close to the Martini Corner, but a little farther north. There isn't that much directly around it. It's basically behind Hospital Hill. It's like right up on that hill before you hit University Health. But seek it out. You will not be disappointed when you go there. They've done... Their reservations also book up fairly far in advance. Yes. So we often tell people if you go, it is not a place that you can walk in last minute and hope to be seated. There is a bar. Yeah. It is relatively small, but there is a bar for walk-ins. But that fills up too. It does fill up, and to ensure that you get a spot, yeah, I recommend getting a reservation. It's so funny. We just ran through our five, our top five. I think I can come up with like seventeen honorable mentions that we didn't even mention just now because there's just it's impossible. We should have done a top twenty, but we would have been here for two hours, and I don't think anybody wants to listen to us yammer on for two hours. Yeah, there. But again, it's just it's such an incredible food town. And I come from one of the great food towns in the country. Philadelphia regularly puts restaurants on best in the country all the time. You know, I had a high expectation moving here because I've eaten in Chicago and I've eaten in New York and I've eaten in Philadelphia and, and on and on. And then I come here and it's like, oh yeah, Kansas City can't keep up with anybody, anytime, anywhere. You just have to come and eat it. And then it, it's not just a barbecue town. We do barbecue pretty damn well, but a lot of folks do a lot of other things really well here too. So not just barbecue here. That's what I was going to say is uh, earlier you mentioned how one of the things you knew about Kansas City was barbecue, which most people, especially out of towners, that's what they affiliate Kansas City with, which yep. again, yeah, we have some unbelievable barbecue. We do. We could have done our own top five about sure. you know barbecue places, but I do often think people especially out-of-towners, will come to Kansas City and are very surprised at the incredible food options that aren't just barbecue, a burger, or steak. Yep. And so, yeah, I, as just as we mentioned, there are so many amazing restaurants that are all different kinds of cuisines from all different, people from all different backgrounds that yep. are bringing inspiration from all over the world. Literally. And coming up with these amazing restaurant concepts and dishes and they're also different too so it's nice that we're not just a midwestern city with a hundred of the same option america likes to celebrate itself as a melting pot kansas city's food tapestry is that you've got palestinian mexican thai french german italian the list goes on and on forever it is a great representation of what's great about uh, our community and the country at large, people coming in and, you know, sharing their love of food from all over the world, whether they're from there or they've lived there or they've worked there. It's really neat. And I mean, we are the heart of America, so we may as well beat like one. So just in terms of our food, I guess. So that's what I have to say about that. 
So that was that was beautifully put. I came up with that off the cuff, folks. That wasn't something I wrote beforehand. And we are coming up on a very important food holiday too. We are. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. This is our second Thanksgiving that we are spending with each other. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to the most for Thanksgiving? We've been apart from each other. And I mean that collectively for so long. I think that sitting around a table with people that we love and know and enjoy the company of is something that I'm looking forward to. Because my first Thanksgiving here, I spent alone and I found three New York Times cooking recipes and made my own Thanksgiving plate and ate by myself and Zoomed with my family back on the East Coast. And that was it. And I loved it. It was great. But there is something to be said about sitting around a table with people that you know and love, family or not. And I think that's what I'm looking forward to and sharing food and sharing sharing noise, I think is something that I'm excited for. Like clatter of silverware and getting dishes in the dishwasher and putting food on a plate and clinking wine glasses. I think sharing the noise of the holiday with people is something that I am very much looking forward to because we've been missing out on that for the last few years. So that's my eloquent answer about what I'm looking forward to on Thanksgiving and also listening to Alice's Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie and making food and drinking and watching football and all that other stuff. But yeah, being in the company of people and sharing the noise of the holidays is what I'm looking forward to. Sari, what are you looking forward to the most uh, tomorrow on Thanksgiving? I am looking forward to good food. As you mentioned, uh, you know, a couple years ago with the pandemic, same thing. I just Zoomed Thanksgiving dinner, though you... The chef you are made yourself like an entire gorgeous spread. I bought a pie and drank wine, and that is all I had. It was... We love that. It was great. I'm not going to lie. It yeah. was It was really great. But I am excited for this year, as you said, to be surrounded by close friends and people we love and just having something low-key but still feeling like we are celebrating. Yeah. I know for many people, Thanksgiving can be a very stressful time of year. 100%. In in theory, being with family and planning big dinners always sounds so wonderful, but they're are obviously the stress factors of hosting and cooking and making sure you're doing your recipes right. The grocery stores are a mess. Yep. and travel's a nightmare and all that stuff. So I am, I'm very excited to spend Thanksgiving with close friends, but also get to appreciate the holiday without feeling overwhelmed or stressed about a hundred other things going on. So And also the holidays are... Not easy for everybody. You know, a lot of people struggle with people who are not here with them anymore, loved ones, and the holidays can be, for lack of a better term, uh, triggering for people. So uh, we empathize with them, and however you spend it, it's important to just take a moment to take a breath and enjoy a bite of food, and however you celebrate it, whether you're doing it with 30 people, 10 people, or you're doing it by yourself, no holiday is... The same for everyone, but that doesn't make it any less meaningful for you. So however you're all spending the holiday, um, we hope it's meaningful for you in your own individual and special way. And hopefully it's not as stressful as it you know, can be for a lot of folks. So that's what we wish for everybody who's going to be shutting the devices off and enjoying the holiday on, on Thursday. So, But this is like we're heading into the home stretch of the calendar year and the holidays are coming up and it's a season of joy and giving and all of that. So... 
Um, this is like that sweet spot of the year when we're coming in for a landing for the calendar year. And before we know it, it'll be 2023. So, well, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. And even though we live together and I just had to pull you aside and sit you down to do this, thank you for, for being on, you know, that you were very requested to be to be on so I thought no better episode to have you on than the Thanksgiving special. And if I may, uh you are to be commended again for launching this out of nothing and you have now created something new and special for people to gravitate to and it's a great educational tool for people to learn more about what our great city and community has to offer. So follow her on Instagram at Casey by Sari. And make sure you rate and review and subscribe and enjoy your Thanksgiving. I'm taking sign-off duties from you for this week. Again, rate, review, subscribe, follow her at Casey by Sari on Instagram, and she will see you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Hey, Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey Confidential. School papa pira papa pa Casey's Confidential.